0: Get the band back together. Get the symphony. Get the children's choir. Get the high school marching band. And the dancers. Don't forget the dancers. We're going to play a new song. All of us. Everyone. It'll be God's song. It's a part of Him. It's been given to us. And we will sing it from the tallest buildings. It'll be the greatest song of all. We will sing it when we are low. We will sing it when we are on a mountain. It is the song of the universe. From its beginning until this present moment. Now, this moment. It will go on forever because God goes on forever. This is God's song. God the creator, God the good, God the just. God who brushes his opposers off like dust from his shoulders. God the mighty and God the merciful. People will sing this song. People will dance to this song. Because today, today we sing. Today the baby is born. Today the angels break for. Today darkness cowers in the corner. Today wrongs are righted. Prophecies fulfilled wounds are healed and the hungry
1: stomach
0: is filled. Today, we all get adopted because today Jesus comes to earth. Yes, Jesus, the Messiah. And this
2: We're so glad you're here, whether you are uh, uh, an active member here at the church, a regular participant, uh, a visitor, a first-time visitor, a neighbor, a relative, a friend. We are so glad that you're able to worship with us tonight.
3: Yeah, if you can't tell, we are ready to party. I mean, isn't that band? That was great. Wasn't that a great start to Christmas service? Yeah. All these guys, volunteers, here all night, all day, helping us worship. This is a great thing. So we are glad to be here worshiping with them. Also, a special welcome to all of you in the sanctuary who are joining us. The sanctuary or online. Um, I think I see. If you look closely, is that is that Gabriel Vernoy? It is. Yeah, he's sitting in the right there. Hey, Gabriel, how are you? It'd be good. All right. Anyway, uh, we are glad that you guys are here, and I was trying to think of a way to encourage you guys to be part of this service while you're here, because I know that many of you wanted to be here live in the gym with us, and you might be disappointed. So I was thinking, how could I kind of encourage you a little bit? And so I was thinking all day what I could say, and finally I asked Dave, and Dave just told me to tell you, get here earlier next time. <laughs> he didn't. I'm going to pay for that one, I think. So <laughs> and speaking of pay, if you want a seat in here, if you want to see me afterwards, and Get your reservations for next year, a little pay for the year-end offering. Maybe that could be a good way to do it. So uh, anyway, we are glad you're here. We're glad you're joining us from the sanctuary, and we're glad you guys are all here. And speaking of paying and offering, we want to get our offering started. This is a great way for us to continue to worship by bringing our gifts to our King, just as the wise men did after the birth of Christ, brought their gifts before Jesus to honor Him and worship Him. So we would invite you to do the same here tonight.
2: Yeah. And, and, uh I think some of you know this, that we do this every Sunday uh, on Sunday mornings. Uh, not exactly this, uh, but we have services here every Sunday morning at 9.15 and at 10.45. Typically on uh, any Sunday during the year, you can find services at those hours on both ends of the building. Now this coming Sunday, there only will be services at 9.15 and 10.45 here in the gym. And you are welcome to come and join us any time. There's one other thing that we were asked uh, to talk about. Uh, It's how we're actually ending our service. I know we're at the beginning, but we need to give you just a little bit of instructions about what's going to be happening at the end. One of the highlights of our Christmas Eve service is that we light candles at the end of the service. And, um, And we're still doing that. So we must be... You know, be doing it the right way. So we want to make sure we continue to do that the right way. So this is how it works. You, you, I think all of you got candles when you came in. If your candle is lit, it should be in the upright position at all times. Uh, the only candles that should be tipped are uh, the candles that are not lit. Uh, there are two things that we're watching for tonight. We are watching for wax. And fire, all right? So by only tipping the unlit candles, that takes care of the uh, the wax part. Keeps the wax where it's supposed to be inside of those nice little containers that your candles are setting in. Fire, um, we need your participation in this, all right? Keep the fire away from hair, scarves, um, little brothers, uh, and I know we're mostly speaking to to dads and sons, Um but uh, let, we just want to be careful we want to be able to do it again next year so when we get to that point just remember lit candles stay up unlit candles tip
3: hey let's pray let's, yeah, let's, do that. Uh, let's move this, this service forward let's pray Father uh, we just pause here just to take a deep breath we know many of us have been running around with Christmas preparations and, and uh, just trying to get ready for our family celebrations to invite people in Maybe uh, some of us have just rushed in from the end of a busy work day. Maybe some of us are carrying burdens from uh, just issues in our lives. Father, we just pause and we just take a deep breath and we say thank you. Say thank you for inviting us here. You've invited each one of us here to this party, to the celebration of your birth. What an honor. What a privilege it is to come into your presence and celebrate with you this holiest of nights. So, Lord, uh, open our hearts and open our minds to what you want to share with us tonight. That we might receive from you this amazing gift of grace in the form of the baby Jesus. That we might leave here tonight to changed people because of this gift. Lord, we want to give you all the glory. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
2: governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to be registered. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn the son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger. Because there was no guest room available for them.
4: Tell how the angels in the chorus Welcome to his birth Glory to God in the highest in peace and good tidings
2: to earth And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night An angel of the Lord of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, I invite you now to stand as we continue to sing and worship together.
1: Love no.
5: was on uh, my high school swim team. My junior year, there was a guy down at the state swim meet named Craig Oppel. He was the LeBron James of Iowa high school swimming. I mean, he was a man among boys. As I was cheering on our 400 free relay team in the final event of the meet, I watched Craig step up to the starters block. His team was nearly a full length of the pool behind as he took his 6 foot 3 inch, 220 pounds of sculpted muscle and dove into the water to swim his anchor leg. Five strokes later, it seemed like he was making his first flip turn, and he had eaten away half the lead. By the time he hit the 50-yard mark, the lead was down to about 12 feet. And when Apple emerged from his third and final turn, he had the lead, and he won going away by more than a full body length. It set off this huge celebration. The entire place was just buzzing in amazement. And to this day, I think it was one of the most spectacular individual performances I've ever witnessed in any sport. It was epic. I was inspired by Craig Apple. I wanted to be Craig Apple. Of course, first I had to figure out a way just to make it to state. So I set my goal to make it to state my senior year in the 100-yard breaststroke. Problem is, I'd only been swimming for about two years, and I would need to drop six full seconds in order to make it. I gave up football to run cross-country and get in shape for swimming. Okay, I actually gave up football because I was slow And small and not very tough, but conditioning for swimming sounds a lot better. And it actually helped. By the final month of the swim season, I had dropped three seconds. My coach was a big believer in visualization and meditation. I think he got it from John Gagliardi, the football coach at St. John's, who won four national championships, but never allowed live tackling drills in a single practice. They only practiced tackling through visualizing drills. So there we were, laying on the deck of the pool, listening to relaxing music, and visualizing the perfect starts, strokes, and turns, all I could see was Craig Oppel dominating the water and everyone in it, and it got me pumped up. I dropped another second at the conference meet, a full second, I could taste it, I could see it. And of course, if you see it, you can be it. And if you can believe it, you can achieve it, right? So I kept visualizing all week long and I channeled my inner Craig Apple, and I took to the starting block a week later at the district swim meet, determined to have an Apple like epic performance that would send me to state. And as I touched the wall and took off my goggles, the timer leaned over to show me the stopwatch, and I lifted my hands and. No, not a chance. Are you kidding me? I needed more than technique, I needed more than talent. No amount of visualizing in the world was gonna produce a two second drop in a week. I could see the prize. I just couldn't reach it on my own. I was no Craig Apple. I was crushed. Without someone taking some of his talent, his size, and his strength, and like pouring it into me, that two seconds might as well have been two minutes. It seemed so close, but in reality, it was so far away. Far too often, this is my experience with joy. I look at it as something to be accomplished, something that requires me to put on a speedo and start swimming laps until I achieve the goal. Trust me, nobody wants that. But it's like I have to experience success or or reach some desired outcome before I feel some sense of happiness or satisfaction, pleasure. Joy becomes purely circumstantial. It's dependent on certain events with specific outcomes. But what happens when I can't reach the goal, or I'm not in control of those outcomes? What happens when all of the hard work, visualizing, positive thinking, medical help, or even prayer I can muster, just doesn't seem to make my dad well? What if it doesn't save my job, or doesn't stop my parents from fighting or getting a divorce? What if it doesn't even begin to touch my anxiety or depression? Am I supposed to just accept that the greatest joy in life is reserved only for special people who seem hardwired and equipped to reach those special moments? No. The good news of Christmas is that there is a greater joy available than circumstantial joy. Christmas, as John Piper says, is the dawning of indestructible joy. Christmas stirs something in us that yearns for or or remembers this joy that Jesus brings to us from outside our world. And once it's received, it can never be destroyed. It's the same joy that that we see in creation, in the wagging of a dog's tail or, or the song of a robin in the springtime. It's the first giggles, even the laughter of our children as they grow. We we witness it in the wonder of the dancing of the northern lights, and once you see it, you know that the source of this joy is the very grace our Creator God. And God intends for this joy to live inside you and me through the grace of Jesus. In fact, Jesus will even grow up and he'll tell us, I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. The entire Christmas story is wrapped in this joy, right? I mean, the angel Gabriel tells Zechariah that Elizabeth, his barren wife, will have a son who will prepare the way for Jesus and he will be a joy and delight and many will rejoice because of his birth. And when Mary goes to to see Elizabeth to share the news about her miraculous pregnancy, Luke tells us that as soon as the sound of Mary's greeting reached Elizabeth's ears, the baby in Elizabeth's womb leaped for joy. And of course, when the Magi, when they saw the star over the place where the child was, they were overjoyed, Matthew tells us. And of course, the angel came to the shepherds, to those who had no chance of reaching the top of the ladder on their own. And he declared, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. This joy is is not exclusive. It's as if God looked down and saw his children decorating a Christmas tree. And he loved his kids and try as they might, they just couldn't quite get the job done on their own. The tree needed some help. While there were some things that looked beautiful, looked nice, It was pretty messed up with lots of dark, empty branches and patches all over it. Their sin was just holding them down. Even those who were preparing for and envisioning a greater light to come could only reach so high. Their tree was a far cry from a full beauty and joyful expression of God. Because of their sin, they would always fall short of the glory of God. And God must have chuckled as he looked at that tree. There was no way they were ever going to get that star on top of it. They were left alone. So with great joy, he sent his son Jesus to earth to lift us up. And God became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. For from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace, John tells us. The Greek word for grace is charis. And the Greek word for joy is kara. They share the same root. The source of our great joy is rooted in this great grace of Jesus, God with us. God sent Jesus to an actual city, the city of David, Bethlehem, on an actual day when Caesar Augustus was emperor of Rome and Quirinius was governor of Syria. Jesus' birth was... Is a matter of historical fact. But more than that, Jesus is the great fulfillment of God's promise. And if Jesus has come, we can trust all of God's promises. This means that we can choose joy in spite of a death sentence because we know we will live again. We can choose joy in repenting of our deepest sin because we know we will find forgiveness and mercy. We can choose joy in the midst of a crisis because we know God is with us. You know, we might feel sad. We will feel frustrated. We will cry out in agony just as Jesus did. But we can choose joy because we know the end of the story, just as Jesus endured the cross for the joy set before him. Suddenly there appeared to the shepherds a great multitude of angels praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Our prayer for you this Christmas is that you will find rest in the favor God has shown us, bridging the gap and bringing us peace with him. And may this rest become a source of indestructible joy throughout your year.
6: In so many ways, this tree that the Paulite children decorated, and when the best they could do is get the ornaments around the bottom, and they would reach as high as they could reach and they couldn't get to the star in so many ways, that's like your life and my life right now. You see, in our lives, we, we want to reach higher than we can. We want to live more peaceful, more loving more joy-filled, than we can actually reach by ourselves. Isn't that something? And so in many ways, we're just like those little kids doing the best they can and we need help. We need help from other people and we need help from God that he would actually pick us up and go, hey, put it higher. You can have peace. You can love. You can experience joy. Jesus himself lifts us up So I was thinking about that announcement that Jeff talked about in the video. That announcement where God was sending the announcement of his son's birth. And I was thinking, he must have sent it to the temple. That's where the religious folks were. No, he must have sent it to the king. I mean, he had all the power. No, where did he send the angel with the announcement? To the shepherds. Right. To the shepherds. He sent the announcement to the shepherds. Lower socioeconomic class, blue collar, not much power, kind of smelly. And the angel came to him, and uh, it's just a great story. You've already heard it twice. Doug read it. Jeff had it in the video. I'm going to read a couple verses. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, which is where they lived, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified. Well, no wonder. He was ferocious. None of this wings and nice blonde hair. Those angels were ferocious. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be to all people. Three-part announcement. That's what we're going to talk about right now. Three-part announcement. Good news, great joy, all people. Good news, great joy, all people. I want to simply ask you three questions tonight. First, I want to start with the all-people question. It's so interesting. The angel came and announced to the shepherds what was happening and that Jesus was being born over in Bethlehem. And what did the angels do? I know the kids know this. What what did the shepherds do? They packed up and they went to see baby Jesus, right? And it was so powerful, so powerful. And so um, uh, here's the question I have for you about that. Are you one of all of those people? Are you one of all of those people? When the angel came and said, hey, I bring good news of great joy to all people, you're one of those, and is it possible God has sent a message and a messenger to you, just like he did the shepherds? And I want to answer the question, I want to say yes, I think he is in your everyday life, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, in your family. I want to talk to some of you who are in the building tonight, um, and this is like your once-a-year time. First of all, I want to say, I'm incredibly grateful you're here. Thanks. And some of you go, well, yeah, my grandma. You know, she asks for this for Christmas every year, that all the family come in, fill in 23 seats, and uh, the whole family's here. Do we do this for grandma? Or some of the rest of you go, no, 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 we do this for the wife, you know. Um our uh, It's our tradition. If we're going to have a good Christmas, we've got to come to Orchard or some other church on Christmas Eve. I, I want to I wanna talk to you. And what I want to say is, I believe you're not here by accident. I believe you're even coming here tonight is a part of the message that God's trying to whisper into your life. I believe it. You see, God isn't a God of knocking people to the ground and saying, hey, pay attention. God is a God. Notice, one angel gave the message. Not the multitude. He didn't fill the sky with angels. One angel came and gave the message. It was, it was a message that was to be heard. So, I want those of you, uh, whether you're um, a follower of Jesus for six decades, seven decades, 70 years, or whether you're like the first time you've ever been in a Christian church tonight, I just want you to call a time out for just a minute and say is there any way God is communicating to me in my real life right now. Yesterday in the sanctuary we buried Raleigh McGee. Raleigh was kind of an anchor core guy in the church and it was so amazing his family who you know the casket gets wheeled up the center aisle and you know what they sang as they walked in? Joy to the world. Joy to the world. They sang it as they walked into the funeral. And half of the sanctuary was filled with his grandkids, his kids, their spouses, nephews, nieces. Half the sanctuary was filled. Just a ton of people. That was a message. That was a message if they could hear it. Hey, here's grandpa. Here was his life. Here's what he believed. Here's who his God was. Listen up. And I think God is sending you messages. I really think he is. And I would just ask you to stop for a minute. And say, what is the message? I look back on my life. My family moved next door to a church. We were non-Christian. non I didn't even come on Easter and Christmas. As brothers, we came one time, and my brother got kicked out of Sunday school because we didn't know how to behave. <laughs> People in our neighborhood said, you're the Bartlett boys. We, our mom tells us not to play with you guys. I mean, we were tough kids. And so uh, we moved next door to a church, and the pastor on the other side of the church started reaching out to us. And that was like a little message. And then I got a scholarship to a camp in high school, and that was a message. And then I had a professor who cared about me at U and I, and that was a message. And then I married a woman. we weren't very committed to Christ. I married Lynn, but then her grandma died, and her grandma had a strong faith, and that affected my wife, and that was a message. See, um, God is sending messages, and I just want you to think about this. And when it's, the angel says, I bring good news of great joy for all people, that there might be a message in your life, and maybe you could listen for it. Second, second question I want to ask you, do you believe this good news is true? I mean, there's good news and bad news, but there's also like true news. And what Jeff said in the video about it was a time and a place, it was in Bethlehem, and it was when Corinius was the governor. There's a time and a place. And this fact is true. This isn't like the Grinch stole Christmas or Rudolph the Red-Nord's Reindeer. This event we're here to celebrate and millions across the world celebrate. This like divides history. This owns history. This is the prime moment in all of history. God put skin on. God put skin on. The Bible says this. Ah... Uh, Colossians 1.15, he is the image of the invisible God. So anything you want to know about the invisible God, look at him, he's the image. Where it says in Philippians 2, we have a slide on this, who, Jesus, being very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. Philippians 2, we had the nature of God. You want to know what God's like? Look at Jesus. He came and he put on skin and it was a time and a place. That's why millions across the world, most influential life on the planet by far. I want to talk about the third thing. So we've got good news and it's true. We've got Jesus um, uh, caring for all people. Not just kings and governors, not just church people. He's caring for everyone. He's sending messages to everyone. Here's the third part. I bring you great joy. Last week, or two weeks ago, on a Sunday, I taught in here that um, human beings can push the pause button and they can choose joy in every situation. Every situation. Standing at the gravesite of someone you love, you can choose joy. You can It's because of the manger God put skin on. It's because of the cross God died for our sin, shame, and brokenness. And it's because of the empty tomb, because uh, death didn't hold God down. Right? There's eternal life. People we love are in heaven today. That's why we can stand at a gravesite, right? Never is the gospel as important as yesterday in the funeral. When we're burying someone we love. Okay, now let's talk about joy. So I said, human beings can push a pause button. And they can choose joy in every situation. And one of my good friends, last Sunday in the atrium, he came up to me, he grabbed my shoulders like this. And he goes, Dave, you just don't know how hard it is. I said, how hard? What is? He says, it's so hard to do what you taught last week. I said, what did I teach? You taught that you can push the pause button and have joy. And he said, it's not all that easy. He said, yesterday, which was Saturday... He said, I was at our extended family's Christmas, 90 90 minutes away. And we had a blast all day. And I buried my wife last year, a couple months ago. And I had to go out from that extended family Christmas. I had to get into my car and drive 90 minutes by myself home. And I was so sad. And I was so filled with grief. And I, I, I was crying at the wheel, Dave. You just don't get how hard it is. And then I had to drive my car all alone to the house and my house was dark. And I had to go open the door. And I had to go in all alone for the whole night. And then he said, I was talking to another one of my friends who's a friend of yours in this church who buried his wife last year. And he agrees, you don't know what it's like. Remember, he's holding my shoulders. You don't know what it's like. I agreed with him. I don't know what it's like. I've never buried a wife. I've never buried a child. I've never buried a parent. I never have. I don't know what it's like to sit in a doctor's office and get the prognosis of cancer. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to uh, have to declare bankruptcy or to go into my workplace and you get a pink slip. Unexpected. I don't know what it's like. But I agreed with him. It's hard. No. Wait, 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 wait. It's not hard to choose joy in that moment. It's impossible by yourself. Back to the tree. You reach as high as you want in those moments. You reach as high as you want in those moments. You won't get to joy. Unless the living Jesus Christ, who's alive, by the way, comes and picks you up. says, you can have joy on that car ride home by yourself. You can. Greta McGee sat in the front row of our sanctuary yesterday. Jesus literally lifted her up. He said, Greta, you can have joy. You're going to hurt. You're going to miss Raleigh. It's going to be hard. you can have joy. Do you get this part? Do you get this part? This is why the manger is so important. It's so important. When the angel came, it was a very big deal. I bring good news of great joy for all people. Doesn't get more important than that. And you've come to celebrate that. And God, listen to me, God is whispering in your life. Don't just think about it on Christmas Eve. Put some things in your life to help you remember it 365 days a year. I don't know if it's reading your Bible. I don't know if it's going to a Bible study. I don't know if it's becoming regular at a church somewhere. I don't know what it is for you. But don't let it be a a once-a-year thing. It's too good. And you need it too badly. The Son of God comes to lift you up and let you have peace, joy, love. And some of you, I see these kids, and I love, I love these kids drawing and all this. I mean, the room's full of kids. Some of you need to learn from your kids because they come to great adventure and they come home and they believe in God and they have joy. Don't you love the joy of kids? Did a baptism in the prayer room. Two cousins, five years old, hadn't seen each other for a long time. One lives in Portland. And one comes in one door, one comes in the other. And it's like a movie. And they're jumping up and down, hugging each other. And every adult face in the prayer room was beaming. Because that's the way life should be filled with joy, filled with love. I'm going to pray. And uh, we're going to finish this service with some candlelighting and some songs. Uh, uh, In fact, after my prayer, uh, I'll tell you a word about the song we're going to listen to. Let's pray. Dear God, you are amazing. And the angel came to announce it, and we get it, and it's a blessing. And Father, I pray for my friends and acquaintances in this room that uh, this wouldn't be a -a once-a-year thing where they focus on you. It wouldn't be a once-a-year thing when they, uh, they hear the gospel and they uh, think about that Jesus wants to uh, lift, up, lift them up in life. Father, help us. Uh, help us uh, celebrate Christmas. Help us uh, not miss the reason for this celebration. Help us express love in our families. Help lift us up so we can live lives that are peace-filled and joy-filled and loving. In Jesus' name, we pray it. Amen. The song you're going to listen to is a perfect song for this moment. It's um, Jesus came for those who are unclean, unholy, broken, wounded, hurting, lost. In other words, he came for us. That's who we are.
1: Oh,
3: Greta, McGee, for those cousins who embraced each other, he has come. The prophet Isaiah said this, he said, A great light has dawned in a land of darkness. That's us. He's come for you, he's come for me, he's come to our land of darkness to bring a light. We're going to be lighting our candles right now, and, and as we sing Silent Night, and one of the things I want you to think about is, this is all for his glory, right? We just sang, "Oh, to him be the glory, right? For he alone is worthy. It's not just about our joy, but it's about God's glory. And one of the ways we do this is by sharing this light with others. So maybe as we light our candles, you need to consider, have I received this light? Maybe you're wanting to receive this light, but you haven't. Or maybe your light's grown a little dim, and you need to think about that and ask God, has my light grown dim? Where do I need more light in my life? Lord, where are you speaking to me? Or maybe it's like, how do I share this light with somebody else? And we'll watch what happens as we share this light with others, right? And it lights up this whole room and God gets the glory. Again, unlit candle sideways. Lit candle straight up and down.
6: blow out those candles good job kids blow them out it's an honor to have you with us tonight to celebrate the birthday of the son of god it's an honor that you were with us thank you and our wish and prayer for you is that you would have a joy filled christmas with your families and with your loved ones go and remember the reason for this season. See ya.